There are a ton of double standards in the world when it comes to men and women, but the double standards of sex seems to get people riled up the most. When a guy is having sex with a bunch of women, he's just being a guy. But when women have sex with a bunch of dudes, she's going through a whole phase or hot girl summer. I mean, is that fair or is it foul? We'll see what all of you have to say about it on this edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Think about it. My name is Quincy, and this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it go ahead. Hey Q, how are you? What up, what up? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Bad man posted some of the chat room that almost made me choke over here. My man Ray out there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? No, I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing is cool. Some women are down for it. Wow. I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. Hey. And I think it's expensive to say that a person who speaks well is trying to speak white. Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti-man. I know the value of a good man. Is that it? What's going on, people? I want to welcome all of you to the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And we're recording this live Sunday, June the 13th, 2021, episode number 942. Now, for those watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, welcome. Go ahead and hit that bell icon or that like icon. And if you're really feeling the show, then hit that share icon as well before you leave tonight. And for those listening to the audio version of this show on Apple, Spotify, Ghana, iHeart or wherever you listen, I want to welcome all of you as well. You too can subscribe, share, leave a review and things of that nature. I mean, that's the only way the show is going to grow. I need your help in order to make that happen, please. And thank you. Now we're talking about double standards when it comes to sex. And, you know, men get applauded for having a lot of sex. Women get shamed for it. Like it or love it. That's our unfortunate reality in the society. But how does it impact women? Okay. I'll ask the questions. My guest panel will do their thing. You can chime in too for those who are in the chat room. Uh, make your thoughts known to me and I'll read them on the air if I get the opportunity. So to the virtual phone lines, I go. Where do I want to go first? Let me go here. The first member of the guest panel and I go back a long way. Um, in fact, she goes back to year one of the show. She resides in a long star state of Texas. And after 10 years, she refer- returns to T2Q. Please welcome Stephanie back to the Talk to Q radio show. Stephanie, how's it going? How you doing, Q? I'm doing well. You know, awesome. you first came onto the show almost 10 years ago to the day. It was uh, June 16th, 2011. Yay. And 
on episode 28. So um, it's, it's great to be back in touch with you. And um, I'm glad to have you back on. You probably heard your voice in the, in the, in the song that played at the beginning. I don't know if you noticed that or not. I, I missed it because I was so busy getting this out because I know this is going to be an amazing conversation. Okay, okay. All right. Well, glad to have you here. So let's see where else do I want to go. Let me go to the Peach State of Georgia. Welcome on these cats. Got the homies Quaylen and Jalen. How you all doing? Peach State. What's going on, fellas? How you all doing tonight, everybody? I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I saw the panelists and I was like, oh, it's, it's going to be a good one. Topic. All right. All right. Glad to have you guys on. I appreciate it. And let's see. Next, I will go to this young lady, also in the Lone Star State of Texas. Let me welcome back Miss Queen Cole. What's going hey, on? Hey, hey. Good evening. All right. Hello, hello. All right. And got one more. It's going to be a packed house. And last but not least, of course, and you know she's serious when she's rocking the purple lipstick. Let me go to the Pelican State of Louisiana to welcome on Miss Erica Warren. Erica, what's going on? Hey, I'm back on the Talk to Q radio show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So nice to have all of you. And we'll go ahead and kick things off. Now, I realize this is a nice size panel for this discussion. So I'll try to make sure everyone gets time to speak, but I, I can't guarantee that everyone will get a chance to answer every single question. So if you happen to want to backtrack on something that you didn't get an opportunity to answer, you know, just feel free. Just I ask that you please be brief in doing so. Now, to understand something better, you have to get to the origin. Think about how society works. In the U.S., if a woman, you know, accuses a man of rape and, and if they're in court, her sexual history is usually inadmissible evidence. And the reason that is, is because if the jury were to find out that she's maybe participating in threesomes in the past or started having sex at an early age or anything like that, then they will be biased towards her. Okay, so that's how serious this is because there's a bias towards women when it comes to sex. And Stephanie, I'll start with you first. I mean, how do you feel about this bias towards women? I mean, we, we know it's not fair, but as a woman, how does it make you feel? I mean, you know, it's always been a weird thing for me because at the end of the day, um, you know, being older now, we all have decisions to make. And so it, for me, it's not even about whether it's right or wrong. It's about really learning how to socialize, you know, men and women as they're growing up to realize the value of sex, period. So I think the fact that there is such a bias between men and women really just shows us how much we've kind of failed in educating um, men, young men and younger women on the topic of sex. Okay. Erica, how does that make you feel? The whole bias against women when it comes to sex? Um, I, I don't feel that it's fair. Um, you know, I think we've normalized it and we've become accustomed to it. We're used to it because that's just the way it is. Um, but I think that the responsibilities, the ramifications, the consequences that come from um, sexual activity impacts both men and women. So we should not, you know, be lopsided and putting most of the responsibility on women. Okay. 
All right, so fellas, let me let me get a perspective from from you all. Uh, you know, society feels that this is necessary to exist for some reason. Traditionally, men are given more freedom than women. Do you think that it will ever change? Do you think that it should change? Um, I think that it should change. I do think that it will change, but just because it's changing doesn't mean that it's going to get better. So I do think that we need to be more proactive um, instead of reactive with a lot of the changes that are going to be occurring. And we have to do that while we still have that influence over the younger generation before they become, you know, their own people and want to do what they well, they already are their people. But like before they start making those types of decisions, we do still have that influence over them. And I feel like we should make it where it's like, hey, you know, let's not encourage this, the men to have all this sex and then shame women for, have this, for having sex because who are the men gonna be having the sex with? Like, we, we might as well teach the same things because I mean, if they're both going to be doing that act, I mean, we it just would only make sense that, you know, both people can get that pleasure that's gonna come from that when they do it, they're doing it safely. Um, and that, you know, and that people can really enjoy it instead of it being something that's traumatic or something that's like, hush, I talked about, and then that just leaves room for problems, miscommunications, dishonesty, and conversations that can be had that just aren't going to be had because people just think it's weird or uncool or they just simply don't know what to ask or to talk about. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. And let's see, Jalen, you want to co-sign on that? Yeah, uh, just a little tidbit that I wanted to add on. I just feel like um, for my generation, because right now I'm only I'm only 22. So like from a younger generation's uh, standpoint, I would say that like sex is attached to like relationships. And I feel like um, the role models that we see or the different type of relationships that us as a younger generation see, um, it feeds into unhealthy relationships, which feeds into un unhealthy sex. And when I say unhealthy sex, I mean like mentally, because of course, like uh, when you have sex with somebody, there's a emotional aspect that you have to take into account. Mm -hmm. So I feel like um, if we as a younger generation could have more stable examples of relationships, um, I feel like that will help towards like the view of sex and double standards. Queen Cole, let me get you in this. Do you think that it will ever change as far as society's outlook with the bias when it comes to sex with women? Uh, I think it's up to us. Uh, my generation, I think that if we can start changing the narrative, um, like uh, Jalen was saying, if the younger generation sees that my generation is saying we're talking about it, we're being open about it, then I think we can change the narrative if we want to. Um, but that means we have to have our fellow gentlemen come along as well. Um, so sex should not be selfish. It shouldn't be just a one-sided Thing just for guys it should be also available for women <laughs> all right so erica mm -hmm. we've heard the phrase use uh a person being a woman being ladylike mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. a woman who has a lot of sex is not ladylike who determines what's ladylike and, and should that term even exist um You know, I just, for women, we've been, you know, we've been shamed into thinking that if we enjoy sex mm -hmm. and we actively, 
you know, pursue a, a, a sex life, then we're going to be stigmatized and labeled, you know, fast, a slut, a tramp, or whatever that is. And so that makes a lot of women, um, you know, kind of become what we call undercover. Like they, they're sneaky about their sex life. You know, they, they present one facade for the public and then there's something else behind closed doors. I guess that's where that scene came from. Uh, a lady in the streets and a freak in the bed. And so I feel like if you're in a responsible relationship, uh, you and your partner, um, what's what's wrong with women expressing their desire to have sex and their pleasure in having sex? I don't think that it's not ladylike because you like sex. We were made sexual beings. Okay. All right. So let me um let me ask some, a guy's opinion. Let me go back to the to the fellas. And Jalen, I'll let you chime in, in first. Uh, <laughs> do you think there should be a such thing as the term being ladylike? And I mean, who decides that? Um, well, I wouldn't say that. Well, first of all, I would say that if there was to be a term called ladylike, I don't think that men should be attached to anything that has to do with that. Um, now, I also say that I feel like there should be certain people that should be able to put the label of what is ladylike on there, uh, for example. So I'm going to say like the people that are preaching positive things for women, like uh, let's say Michelle Obama or um, Kamala Harris, things like that. If they were to come out and say, what is ladylike or what, how should young ladies be acting or how they present themselves or how they naturally present themselves. Um, I feel like that would be how we should perceive the method of uh, ladylike. But um, I wouldn't say that there would be like a, um, there shouldn't be a term that should be ladylike, that should be taught to all women or anything like that. All right, Quayla? Um, I feel like using the term ladylike it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it does leave room for misinterpretation. I say that because what in being ladylike shouldn't men do? Like, I mean, I don't know what's going to Is it being ladylike, you know, being respectful or, you know, making sure that your significant other is fed um, or being loving and caring to them? Like, are those things that men shouldn't be doing? Like, what is men like? Is, is it different? I feel like a lot of the things that are ladylike are things that should just be universal. Um, so it's just like calling it ladylike just only makes it harder for men to express some of the things because they don't want to be looked at as like a sissy or a punk or a girl or gay or whatever, you know, toxic masculinity terms um, would label as, oh, you know, you're not being the man or being cool or being masculine because you're being ladylike when you're just being not being like gentle and showing feelings and caring and being expressive um and being respectful i feel like those aren't ladylike that's just universal things that people should do and just labeling it ladylike only makes it harder for men to express those things and making it harder for women to receive those things in fear of those men not being perceived as masculine okay and Stephanie, I see you um, nodding your head back there. She's mute. I can't hear you. There, there we you go. go. I was I was muted. Um, you know, as everyone was talking, I was just like, it's so interesting to me how women 
are shamed for having a lot of sex or or, or many partners or having a, a what do they call it a, a, a number a high number but I'm like you know women are and, and I'm sure the rest of the female parts of the panel can attest to this when we are younger we are told how special our sexuality is and and stay a virgin and you don't want to get with everybody and and if and if you remote now I, I I've always had you know butts and hip and all of that going on and so you know when you have a shape now now you're fast I'm like I didn't go out and buy this shape this is biology people like let's all calm down but you know women are taught that our our sex is so special but then I don't see that men are taught that. And so when you have that imbalance, right? And I always say where imbalance is present, abundance is fleeting. So when you don't know that what you have is special, but somebody else thinks that what they have is special, when those two things come together, first of all, your value proposition is out of whack. Because the guy is just doing his thing because nobody told him that his thing was special. But the woman is going, okay, well, this thing is special and I care about you or, you know, this is what I feel like I have to do or this is what I want to do. But because the person you're doing it with and, and, and this goes for same sex as well, if if you're not being taught at some point that if you're not in a relationship with someone who knows that their sex and their sexuality is valuable, then there's then there's inherently a mismatch. And when it comes to women, we are always taught that, but men are not. And I think because mm -hmm. men are not taught that their sex is valuable, that they need to be mindful about who they're laid up with and 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 all of this other stuff, then it makes it so much easier to be reckless. Yes. It's like you're running around with you know with a diamond but you run around swinging it around just whatever because you don't understand the value and anytime we don't understand the value then abuse is absolutely what's going to happen abuse and misuse are going to happen wow, that is very interesting i like yep. that men are not taught the value i want my sex to be valuable too dog on it all right so Women are penalized for having a self-promoting behavior when it comes to sex or when she speaks about sex in a dominant or direct manner like a Cardi B or a Meg Thee Stallion. Um, by show of hands, who think that there are more pros than cons when it comes to women speaking freely about sex? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think it depends. I mean, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm just going to jump on in. Um, I feel like it depends, right? Because, you know, we, you know, remember uh, Amber, Amber Rose did, uh, there was a slut walk. She the did. Walk, yeah. yeah, that thing. And, uh, you know, we talk about the walk of shame and all this. But I think it depends because there's there there's never the, the real conversation never happens you know okay so you got the wop uh okay are we giving the wop away like <laughs> what are we doing with the wop like you know does that make it easier to give the wop away like like the conversation always for me becomes so convoluted because in the same conversation you're saying that you got the wop you're you're saying but but what if what if i what if 
I don't know, the liberation piece just for me always gets convoluted. You know, it's like, okay, well, I got this thing and I'm letting y'all know that it's good. But that's, yeah, huh? that's, I don't like it. It, like mixed, it sends mixed messages. There you go. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, I have this, but I can't give it away. I can't share it. Um, the guys, they want it. But then when it's time for a marriage or taking me home to your mom, you don't want me, mm-hmm. you know? So you want me to jump through rings of fire, but then mm-hmm. be a virgin. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do that. Um, I think that um, we have to take the celebrity out of it. Like how we know they have an this sex that they talking about. Cardi, she's somebody else who was writing her lyrics at one time. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Do we how much weight do we have? We let these celebrities have over our lives. Like we have to get down to talking to our children, talking mm-hmm. to young adults, talking about how, you know soul ties, not just STDs. Well, uh, my parents talk. Well, they ain't talk. Well, they talked to me about that, but then they only also talked about getting pregnant. That's it. They ain't talk about soul ties. They ain't talk right. about how you know you can get all caught up with this person and you know, feeling some kind of way. So I think it's our responsibility as parents, as people in the community to say, hey, talking to, having open conversations with young people, young adults, so that way it can be more fluid with like, okay, this is what I have, you know, use it in a the right way. We all have, you know, weapons of mass destruction, mm-hmm. you know? Ooh, right. Okay, everybody don't need the code. Right. And I think it's important that women understand um, we've taken something that was that we viewed as oppressive and then Mm -hmm. we've taken it and like we've taken charge of it. And we're going to take our power back by, you know, stating that we have good sex and it is good. I know you want it but you will only get it if you meet certain qualifications or if you do this or do that for mm-hmm. me. But it's it's really not being empowered because you just taken what they use to oppress you to shift the power back instead of showing that you have more value than what's just between your legs. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to advertise to the world how good my sex is because I'm not giving it to the world. It's only for that one person who's going to get, and I only want them to know how good it is. I don't need the world to know how good it is. Nothing to prove. I mean, with guys and girls, I know guys, you know, they have the belt. Go out, sow your wild oats. Mm-hmm. Us, we're supposed to be mm-hmm. sit back, wait till you get married, and then figure it all out. I'm not saying that, but just you don't have to go out to win a bell. You don't have to, like Erica said, you don't have to advertise it. It's mm-hmm. it's already there. Yeah. <laughs> right. okay. And you know, the thing that gets me though, is that going back to what Erica was saying about the standard, I think that's where it gets convoluted because you're saying you've got this good sex, right? But the standards for you to get access to it are like, uh well if you buy me a drink or buy my friends drinks what no <laughs> like like we the the bar is set so low yes like we're not talking about hey you know what in order for us 
to be physically intimate, I really need your your emotional intimacy game to be on par. You know, I need for us to have plans. I need for us to talk about our future. I need for us to know. And and by that same token, our future could be two hours after this thing is done. But, you know, we don't really want to talk about sex. We just want to do it and then try to figure it out later. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're the standard that we set is trash. At the end of the day, like it's it's straight <laughs> trash. Like, oh, if you want to get it, then you need to then you need to lick it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, buy me a bag. What bag are we gonna buy that's so amazing for you to get inside of me? Like, we need to really change our understanding of the standard. That's that's just my 22 cents. I'm done. No, fact, that's <laughs> that's actually why I said that I think that women talking about sex has more pros than cons. Because to be real, women set the standard. Like the songs that's going to be popping in the club or whatever the songs that's going to get the women lit and the men are just going to like whatever song are getting the women lit. Like, because, you know, oh, cool. You know, y'all really have that access and y'all really have all the power to be real with you. Um, And we're going to go off of whatever standard and whatever bar y'all have available. So it's like if we only have to do the bare minimum, if, you know, materialistic things work, cool. You know, here go some drinks. Here go a bag that I can't afford, but I get smashed and say I smash and brag to my homies. Like, but if y'all are saying, I mean, but I feel like there's a difference between talking about sex and then actually being able to have it. I mean, you don't have to brag because I feel like bragging and advertising, you're doing too much. Like, I mean, you could you could talk quiet, but still like carry a big stick. I mean, you don't, if you know, you know, like, I mean, I don't have to tell everybody like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that when women start that conversation about having sex earlier, like first, um, knowing that, no, we're not necessarily gonna be having sex, but if y'all bring it up, one, the men that are intimidated by that, like, that's going to be shown easily and then you know that's going to be a turn off to the women so it's not even going to be happening anyway men who are able to have that conversation um still be like respectful in it intelligent with some of the things they're talking about um then one you're seeing that you know we can connect intellectually at least i'm a sapiosexual so that's like really important to me um smart people for the win but i mean knowing that that's a part of it cool now we can have that conversation before we even get to it and then i feel like um not saying you i mean people are grown if you want to have sex on the first night you can but i mean like if a lot of people know a lot of people going in and having sex on the first night and you like legitimately going there that first night saying no nah, i'm not going to do it i'm like legitimately going to know about you i i found through like trial and error that you know that works because a lot of people thinking when he's going to try to ask for sex when he's going to try to do something when he's going to try to do that and then you don't you like just genuinely getting to know them and liking them and enjoying their time and the presence mm-hmm. and figuring out who they are talking to them now cool you could get that second date um you know because they're like oh i kind of want to know you know more about you and you know how it's going to work and then like genuinely showing interest in them that's going to get you towards your destination quicker and it'll be of a higher quality because y'all connect more so you're going to see some more of the things that you didn't you wouldn't have gotten the scene if it was just like oh cool this is just you know the basic package now nah, like you know now they're interested in me now you know we get to try some things and talk about some things we've had some conversations mm-hmm. we've talked about it they've thought about it in their head a little bit you know um and those are just some of the things that if women bring it up first, now the men are thinking they're like, okay, cool. Do I, do I want to, you know, be lame and be basic? Do I want to just sit here and have that conversation? You know, be patient and wait for the right moment. And like those things that could come from it. So like women, they raise the standard. Like y'all can mention that if y'all talk about boundaries, the men knowing that they want to smash are gonna go for the boundaries. I don't want to ramble and keep going on, but like there's definitely pros, just depending on who y'all let and talk. Yeah. Mm. That's it right there. Right. I also wanted to, I also wanted to add that it's important to know 
how we're formulating the conversation with young women when we're telling, talking to them about sex. Are we talking to them about, you know, their bodies and the importance of them having a choice and, you know, having sex for their own pleasure and making it a choice, making it something that they want to do? Or are we talking to them about this is something that you hold valuable that men want? And in order for you to get what you want from men, this is your currency and this is what you exchange for what you want from a man. And if you're telling women it, to use sex in that way, that's when it becomes empty, meaningless, mm -hmm. and then it causes a lot of trauma. Correct. Because a lot of times you're not going to get the thing that you're looking to get once you give away the sex that you mm -hmm. think is so valuable. Correct. And I think it goes back also to what Quaylen said about quality. Like if you want a quality candidate, a person in your life, mm -hmm. guys or girls, then you got to you don't have to think about the numbers. Okay, I got to sleep with this person, this person, this person. Because like right. you're not that bag. Okay, when that person leaves and then you have this soul tie connected to you, you're going to be hugging the bag and you're not going <laughs> to feel anything. And crying <laughs> in fetal position with your bag. With your bag. I mean, so it's not it's not worth it to get in those situations and we don't have those tough conversations because they're awkward. I mean, like talking to my kids about sex, that was awkward, but mm -hmm. it was necessary because I didn't want them to go out there with the wrong perception, thinking that mm -hmm. you know, my son just come out like an axe, okay, just slanging everything. No, I need you to. <laughs> Be responsible with this right. thing. Don't come out just blowing the whole camp up. Why do I right. see a Thor hammer? Like as she's talking, like the Thor hammer. She's already mentioned weapons of mass destruction. And so. I mean, there's a theme here, right? That's right. Right. I mean, but you know what? Let's let's just be transparent for a minute. Everybody's sitting here. You know, I I, I love. Was that Quaylen or Jalen? Quaylen. Quaylen said something about being sapiosexual, right? I got that right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sapiosexual too, but let's be clear that that smart people do stupid things when it comes to sex. Let's just keep it Ooh, one billion, yeah. right? Yes. Now, all made dumbass. Uh oh. Decisions. Can we say ass? Oh, well, let's say what you want. Okay. Great. So you know we've all made dumbass decisions. We all thought, oh, okay. Well, you know, okay. Well, this is good. We're gonna be together. Whatever, whatever. Day. Nobody said nothing about being together. You just assumed. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we've all done the dumb things and we did it because of just what just what Queen and Erica were talking, you know, this this construct of a standard, you know, some women, some young women are taught that their body is currency, you know, and so you give him what he wants and he'll give you what he needs. Lies, complete and utter lies. And then some women are taught to lock it down so hard that, you know, they got on a chastity belt with an electric fence. And if anybody get it close to your thighs, you know, they okay. But then by that same token, the, a lot of times those are the same people that are so emotionally bankrupt that when they get remotely close, so, so they get so they get close to people, but then they pull away. Like we've got to find the balance. I feel like I've said balance like 18 times tonight, but we've got to find the balance in deciding what's okay for you. You know, right. you shouldn't have to, especially as a woman, you shouldn't have to have sex under duress mm -hmm. where you're thinking, this is what I gotta do. 
it ain't what I want to do, but this is what I got to do because some idiot told you on the on the 91st day, if you waited three months, then he, you can have sex now. And then some other fool said, oh, no, it's three dates. And so you're on the fourth day going, oh, my God. And so I'm like, look, remove the timetables. Say, this is my body. I can do with it what I want to because I am in full command and control of my decisions and I understand the value of who I am and I don't have to give anybody anything for the sake of them valuing me. If we could get that construct together, we could bottle that up and have people drinking that, put that in a vending machine, we wouldn't even even have to have these conversations. But yes. we're here now. But we're here now. <laughs> we're here. Can, we're now, here. can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. A short little thing that I just wanted to say, because when you initially asked the question, I was a little iffy on like whether I was pro or con for it. But like now that I'm hearing the conversation and I'm really like thinking more about it, it's like I feel like, yes, you should be female. Well, women should be more open about um, sex. But also at the same time, it makes me think about like when did sex become such a public topic because everybody's sex is different yeah. so it's like if everybody is so openly like talking about sex that i feel like that leads to more generalized standards and then when you have these generalized standards that causes for all of these different types of emotion because it's not a natural standard that you're setting for yourself it's something that you see online and so that's just kind of how i feel kind of iffy about it like it's a positive and a negative yeah. it's like eh, it's a personal thing Okay, okay. You know what? Well, I'm, I'm going to take a moment right quick to pat myself on the back for picking all of you to be on this show because y'all smart. <laughs> y'all smart. And so, but fellas, while I, while I, I have you, let me, let me stick with you for a second. You know, um, you mentioned earlier, I think Coily mentioned earlier that um, by having sex on the first date, we guys will call a woman easy if she has sex with us on the first date. We all know a guy who's refuse to date someone long term or consider them simply because she slept with him on the first date. You know, I mean, now, even though he slept with her on the first date, she's the hoe and not worthy of love, but he's good. So aren't we hypocrites when we shame a woman, a woman for doing the same things that we do? Definitely, um, because that's exactly what hypocrite is. Um, I feel as if like me personally, I feel as if um, the standards that you set for yourself for sex, you should have those same standards for a woman. So if you go into sex expecting, hey, I've done this, so I know exactly what I want. I know exactly how I want it done. You have to expect that if you have sex with a woman and that's what you want from a woman, she's had sex with somebody else too. That's how she most likely learned what, what you like to do. So I just feel like, yeah, you're a hypocrite if you think that, hey, if I have sex with her on the first night, she's a hoe or she's whatever, she's easy or whatever you want to call her. And if I have sex on the first night, it's an accomplishment, then yeah, you're a hypocrite. But I feel like if you have sex on the first night and you're just feeling like, hey, it was just great sex, it is what it is, then it's not really too bad. Quayla? Uh, that's, see, I, I had something I was going to say and then he said that and I'm trying to like switch it up to make it sound a little bit better. But I know J. Cole, I don't have the verse down specifically, but I know he was talking about how it's like you sleep with all these women until you realize that you're the hope. And it's like, OK, so you keep calling all these other people hoes and all these derogatory terms because, oh, 
they're easy to sleep with and all this other stuff. But doesn't that mean at the same time you're easy to sleep with? Doesn't that mean like at the same time, like, oh, you're loose and you're fast? Like all these things that you're saying are derogatory towards her. You're doing those exact same actions because I mean, like she's not just doing it with herself. Like the only common denominator between all these nine, 10 people that you just talked about is you being the one that been with them all. So it's like, I mean, who's really like the whole or whatever term you want to use in that situation and scenario is like, I mean, you could say, oh yeah, you know, it's easy to do X, Y, and Z, but then at the same time, it's like, okay, well then what are your standards? If like literally everything is easy and you could do X, Y, and Z, one, two, three, and nothing's funny anymore. And then at, at the same time, I feel like that takes away from like the fun of sex when it's like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. It's just like something that's natural and, you know, a daily thing. And there's no like passion. There's no intimacy. You're doing the same thing with everybody when everyone's different and unique. So it's now you're getting a lower level in quality because you're not doing what they like or even knowing or caring what they like because you're just like going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some things to think about. Okay. All right. Good points there. Good points. And you, you know how we guys are. We think one size fits all. We got our own <laughs> style and every woman, regardless of how different she is, she's going to enjoy this. That's how we, we but, but Erica, um, what about women shaming women? I mean, shaming is not exclusive to men. Mm. Right. I mean, if, if, if we were both adults and we both consented to having sex with each other on the first night, You don't know me no more than I know you. So the same thing you're thinking about me, I'm thinking about you. I don't think it's a a one-sided thing. I don't think a woman is more loose or more of a slut because she slept with a man on the first night when he participated in it. Um, that's That's just the cultural norm we've been accustomed to. And so we feed into it. But I've always been under the um, belief that I want my man to be, I want his body to be special for me, just like I'm keeping mine special for him. I'm not attracted to a man who's been with a whole bunch of women and got a bunch of notches on his belt and a, a bunch of bragging rights. That's a turn off to me, just like that's a turn off to men. So if more women would, you know, vocalize and speak up and say, you know, I, I don't, I don't give you a pass because you're a man and you've been taught to go sow your wild oats and that's what you're expected to do. Um, I want you to think about yourself as special the same way that I do. So we both hoes if you need it. <laughs> All right. And <laughs> Cole, what do you think um, as far as women and shaming women? I mean, isn't that kind of counterproductive to the whole discussion as well. Yeah, it really is. And that's where we have to uh, have these conversations like this. So that way we can be open and honest with each other. If you have that friend and you know that she's being active with several people and you know that it's not going anywhere, obviously read the room, make sure this is a person that you can openly talk to. Like, girl, just give her that self-check. Like, this is not what it is. You know what I mean? So I think when we have these conversations and then also debunking the whole women can't get along. Like, I don't want your man. I'm just telling you how to 
help yourself in this situation. So sometimes when we get intimate with somebody, we get uh, territorial and it's like, okay, nobody can't tell me nothing. I, I know everything about this person. When really you just met this person, it was just a first date. Uh, now all of a sudden you write out wedding plans. You can't do that. Don't done. <laughs> Dating courting is a process. You're getting data to see if this is going somewhere. So if somebody jumps in, a, a close confidant, a friend, and say, hey, yo, slow down. You need to do this or that. Sometimes we need that reality check to be able to pull us back, like get your head out the clouds, and this is what it is. So I think that uh, women, if we just are more open to hearing that from each other, then that's fine. I don't think it needs to be a public thing. Like I don't want Erica, you know, telling everybody right now, like, okay, queen, this <laughs> ain't going right. Like tell me in the most gentle way possible that I can digest it. So yeah, if we do that, I think it would open the gates. If any of my close friends, you know, I tell them about my situations and this and that, and they tell me the truth. Now it's up to us to take that truth and use it for our betterment. So I think it's, it's a good thing if we all can just band together on something like this, because the experiences that maybe Erica has been through can also help me avoid that different pathway. So that way I'm not going down like a crazy woman. Right, right. Okay, so let, let me ask this, and this is for, um, especially for the parents, you don't have to be a parent to, to answer, but um, do you raise your sons and daughters under a different set of rules because of these societal norms? This is for whoever. I got all boys and I tell them, um, don't go out there getting no girl pregnant and getting no diseases and thank you god i'm not a god i'm not a grandmother so far um but i i'll 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 say my experience for being raised by my mom my mom raised me and my brother the same the same rules and regulations that went for me went for him um but, you know, we had our little buddy system where we would help each other sneak and do things. But she didn't she didn't show more leniency towards him because he was a boy than I was. She was she was equally strict on both of us. OK. Anybody else want to speak to that? I would consider myself, uh, my ex-husband and I, a strict parents. Um, but we were the double standard parents. Our daughter had to be in. I said, like, we, you know, we did those things and, you know, shame on us. And then as they got mm -hmm. older, we started, you know, realizing and say, okay, we've been too hard on this child and not necessarily too hard on this child. And then when uh, my son was like a senior, it was just him and my ex-husband in the house. So it was a, it was a bachelor pad. He was just, free living but as they got older we were able to sort of pull back the reins and say hey you know have open and honest conversations like you know my son went to a, a hbcu and he's like oh my god all these black queens they just everywhere you know and these girls have you know high gpas and they're president of the, and they're doing they're doing so many things and it was like he felt like it was a buffet and i'm like no 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 because you leading these people on and they thinking, okay, we're going to have something. I said, you can't do that. And I, so I, I try to give him the woman's perspective, like, yo, like you got to chill because if not, this is going to be a whole situation. So I was that parent. Um, 
Thankfully, I've graduated to better pastures. <laughs> no better, do better. <laughs> okay. Any other comments on that? Yeah, I know I don't have a kid yet, but if I were to have a kid, they would get the same, not the same lessons, because I mean, like, there's still more that could have been done with it. Um, but they're going to get the same thing, whether it's boy or girl. Um, I'm I'm gonna tell them what we were told. It was like, look, I'm not saying you can't have sex, but just know that if you have a kid, you're gonna be the one taking care of it. Don't think, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna give it to you and talk or go out and do whatever. No, I wasn't in the room when you was doing these acts. You knew going in, <laughs> well, well, going into this that you know this is a possibility that could happen. I'll live with your consequences for the next 18 plus years. Like, do you do you really think it's worth it? Especially when like you know you're gonna be horny the next day. Like, is do you really do you really want to like wait when you weigh those pros and cons? Okay, like yeah, you can do it. I'm not gonna stop you, but just know STDs and STIs are a thing. Um, so you're gonna have to handle that. And you know, babies are also a thing. Like we got seven billion people on earth, not through like osmosis. Like that's if if that's something you wanna do, I mean people are gonna do it as natural, but just know there are actions and there are consequences from your actions. So just take that into account you know, prior to just being in the heat of that moment. So Right, right. Okay, okay. And a quick question from um, the Pod Squad um, Facebook group. Uh, Mike Rich chimed in from Virginia Beach, and he said, why is it that it's the sexual ones, the sexual women, the ones that get the attention? Anybody want to speak to that real quick? He said, why is it the ones that were really sexual, the ones that get the attention? Because we are a shallow culture and, you know, back in the day when we were doing our first, you know, episodes, Q, you know, I used to always talk about this five minute dating thing and there was carnal, communal and committal. Carnal is the easiest thing because it's like that's why we love a club. A club is not a place where you're going to have a conversation. You're looking for the tightest, the shortest, because that's I mean, it's a carnal space. You, you, you're there for flesh. Mm -hmm. And then the communal people, they want to talk. And then the committal people, they want to get married. But, you know, we're, we're very lazy. Our, mm -hmm. our, our, our human existence, we're very lazy. We love to put people in boxes. So, unfortunately, there is this thought process that says if a woman is dressed in revealing type of clothing, then she must want X, Y, and Z. And she must also want X, Y, and Z attention and so we're going to give her X, Y, and Z attention when the truth of the matter is, if, if you have a butt and thighs, as I do, I literally, there is nothing I can put on that is probably not going to be like, ding, you know, that, that's just, that's just the way of the world. It is not an invitation right, for you to come and, and, and offer me anything. Right. Okay. Is that anything, any appendage, anything? It's not <laughs> I, I don't need that. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not advertising, but because we're right. so, we're so, we're so lazy as humans yeah. that we think the, the path to the path of least resistance is the one that we need to take. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And uh, so we'll, we'll get, I got one more question and we'll get to our, our final thoughts. And because of how society works, we all know that men want sex. Okay. So someone mentioned earlier about the value of uh, female sexuality. And mm -hmm. I mean, society values women more so than men. Uh, but that's why some women may say to this day, 
or I may give him some or something of that nature because her sexuality is viewed as a gift. Uh, so sometimes, you know, women perpetuate this way of thinking as well. Yep. But the gift of female sexuality can be used as leverage by some women. We've seen women use sexual favor, uh, sex, their sexuality to get financial favors, to get men to commit to um, monogamous relationships. So if we get rid of the double standard, would women be releasing their hold on that leverage? Uh, I mean, do they run the risk of not feeling like they have advantage to manipulate men, so to speak? And um, Erica, I'll ask you. Mm, yeah. If you remove the double standard, does that go away? Yeah, because if you have a, if you have a population of women who believe that's where their value lies, and that's what they need to that's what they have available to use to get ahead in the world to get what they want if you remove that double standard if you remove a population of men who are not um seeking after that who are not you know weak after that if we have a population of men who are also holding themselves to a higher standard and they're valuing their bodies equally then they remove that power struggle where a woman can't hold that over a man's head and she can't use that as leverage. So if we ever live in a world where that happens, um, I would love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie, you agree? Um, I was really sitting here pondering that and I'm like, I I don't know. I I really don't. I really don't know. Um, Just because from what I understand, a vagina is a nice place to be if you're into it, you know. <laughs> what I've learned, you know, I have no knowledge, you know, but I've learned, you know. Yes. Uh, yes, the guys is the guys is I mean, see, it's all facts, you know, it's a nice place to be, and so that's what I've heard, and so you know, double standard or not. Um, it, it's still it's it's still a nice place to be. So I mean, I think how however you decide to use it is just going to be how you decide to use it. But I think the way you decide to use it is inherently tied back to what you're taught, and, and we've got to get to the point where we deal with what we are taught as it relates to sexuality and 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 valuing ourselves because I'm literally more than a vagina, mm-hmm. like. I am. I mean, it's there, but I, and I was born with it and it's, and it's there, but I am more than a vagina. And I think, uh, you know, expecting someone to get to know the layers and the levels of me, if that's what I want needs to be okay. By that same token, if I want to have uh, an acute, uh, short-term intimate encounter, that should be okay too. Not because I need to prove something, but because that's just what I wanted, I'm in alignment with having my needs met. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, cool. Look, I appreciate that. And so uh, we'll get ready to, to wrap things up. And I'm and now I know there are probably some people out there saying uh, some guys who may think there's a double standard for men when it comes to sex as well. Like for example, if a man is raped by a woman, uh, then he may be shamed if he comes forward. Or if a guy is not actively pursuing sex, then he can be looked at as lame or less than by his peers. So, I mean, you know, guys have certain double standards they may deal with as as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the women traditionally experience more blowback from the double standards of sex. And I don't know if that's anything that would change, you know, within the next few generations or not. But I do know that like many things in society, change will have to occur subtly. Um, mm -hmm. Now with the slut walks and everything, I mean, trying to beat society over the head with things of that nature will probably just cause people who resist that type of stuff to dig their heels into the ground more securely. Uh, but I think discussions like this, healthy discussions like this about the pros and cons of these things will allow people to think about what's being said rather than putting them in a position to uh, where a remote, an emotional response is more likely than a thoughtful one. So mm -hmm. with that being said, let's go ahead and give our final thoughts. Anything you want to say just to wrap up the show? And um, I'm going to start with the, the, the fellas first and uh, – Quaylen or Jalen, whichever one of you want to go first. I'll let Quaylen go. Your final thoughts, man, on the show. Wrap things up. And also, uh, be sure to plug uh, plug your show. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'll start off with that. Thank you so much for this conversation, kings and queens. We are co-hosts of the Not Too Deep podcast. We're two of the three co-hosts of the Not Too Deep podcast, a podcast where we dive into the minds of young adults to figure out their opinions, their beliefs, um, as we never their opinions and their beliefs as we navigate through this thing called life. Um, you can find us at not too deep underscore podcast. You can find us on Instagram. Um, you know, you can, you'll find us on YouTube. We're going to have our videos coming out pretty soon. Um, and I'm looking at all of you all. I know y'all are going to be some pretty interesting hosts when we have these conversations with y'all and like each episode will be catered around to things that y'all are interested in. So we can have more passion and genuine episode with that. That's what we usually try to do. Personally, you can find me at Quaylon, Q-U-A-L-O-N underscore I-S-Q-B. That's Quaylon underscore is Q-B. That's on all socials, um, TikTok, Instagram, um, you know, all of that good stuff. And then just my closing thoughts, change comes at your own pace. Um, so if you want to start tomorrow, you can. If you don't want to start tomorrow, you have that option, too. Um, and once the double standard is gone there or not, I mean, you know, sex is still going to sell. Um, you know, men are still going to do what needs to be done um, on their end to get what they want from that woman if it is sex. So, I mean, like whatever standard that woman sets is what it's going to be. And just remember that, you know, having being less accessible makes you more attractive sometimes. So it's like take that into account when you know you're going out trying to do some things don't make yourself open and available to everybody because then nobody wants you because you know anybody and everybody can have you you know knowing that nah not everybody can have access to me you know i got standards on this and do you meet my standards makes it more attractive to me all right cool Jamie. well in closing uh i would like to say thank you for having us um as as a part of the group panel um it's weird because i've really been trying to have a conversation like this, uh, an open conversation about sex with a panel of women. So it was crazy how this kind of all fell into my lap, kind of, sort of. But um, the last thing that I would say is uh, I feel like, yes, we should talk about the removal of the double standards of sex, but I feel like before we can talk about that, we have to get used to, or we have to normalize, like, sex is a natural thing. And so when we uh, try to attach a natural thing to another person, that could cause some sort of friction. And so um, that's what I would say, like people should look more into like self-pleasure and things like that. Because if you always try to attach a natural feeling to somebody else, that could always lead to some type of discord. 
All right. All right. And where can that people find you on IG or wherever? I'm on Instagram at the underscore life of Keem. So that's uh, T-H-E underscore um, life of Keem, K-I-E-E-K-E-E-M. Excuse me. Okay. All right. Cool. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And uh, I'll definitely be in touch to kind of get you all back on the show for sure. And so, all right. Uh, Queen Cole, what you got? Final thoughts? Yes. Also, like everyone said, thank you, Q. I think you have the best panels out there, and I appreciate you for having me on again. I got to get my legendary shirt so I can get my weight up. But uh, my, <laughs> final, my final thoughts are just do what's best for you and yourself. Don't uh, use your standards against celebrities, social media, or even your friends. I mean, you know your body, you know your worth, and make sure that you're not attaching it to someone who doesn't know that. So those those are my final thoughts. Know who you are, know what you want, and then proceed on. Okay. And plug the show. Ah, okay. Everybody can follow me at One Queen Co. I am the host of Light the Path podcast. You can find that also on all social media platforms, all listening platforms, and I'm a co-host of Royalty TV. Royalty TV. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, all right. I appreciate that. And Stephanie, your final thoughts and plug what you do. All right. Well, my final thoughts are really simple is that, you know, sex is beautiful. It's a divine gift and it has a purpose. And that's how we all got here. And we need to really think about what we're doing when we're doing it and why we're doing it and make sure that we make good decisions that are that are in alignment with the with the greatness that's within us. And I think if we can if we can normalize that and normalize worthiness, then we can then we can remove the double standard, even if it's just in our own little corner of the world. But uh, as for myself, I am a life coach. Actually, I call myself a super coach because I get to work with individuals of all kinds of goals to help them heal, shift, and be their own superhero in life and love and business and healing and health and wholeness. And so we actually have a free class on triggers. It's called the uh, Over Being Triggered Mastering Class on Tuesday. It's free this Tuesday, the 15th. It's absolutely free. And send me an email at hey at stephaniedmckenzie.com. So I don't have to put up that really long URL if you're interested <laughs> in attending. So thank you so much for Q. This has been amazing. All right. It's great to have you back in the mix. And she says it's free and free and free and free. Y'all seen that commercial? <laughs> anyway, all right. Maybe I'm the only one who watches too much TV. Thank you, Stephanie. Glad to have you back in the mix. I will be reaching out to you a lot more that now that we're back in touch after 10 years. <laughs> all right. Erica, shut it down for me. I mean, we can't have a dope discussion without Erica Warren. <laughs> well, thank you again, Q, for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to be on your platform. Um, you can find me on the Dope Discussions with Erica podcast on YouTube. Just search for that name. Um, on Instagram, we are Dope Discussions underscore pod. And we um, we go live every Sunday, 6.30 Central Standard Time, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And my, th my final thoughts on tonight's topic is, you know, the double standard between men and women in sex. Um, 
has been in place since the beginning of time. I don't really see it going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I think we should have more healthy conversations towards sex, especially with our young girls and our young women about what it really means and you know what their what it what the benefits are for them and not using it as a tool to get what they want out in the world. And I don't I think if we stop, you know, distorting a lot of things and using um sexual immorality or advertising sex as empowerment for women um, and get a better perspective on what it really is, then we can kind of minimize a lot of the damage that's been done on both sides. Um, we are sexual beings. We love to have sex, um, but that should be in the proper context, in the proper environment to have those conversations. Everything don't have to be publicized. All right. All right. Good stuff, people. And um, to all my listeners out there, viewers, thank you very much. I know I don't normally come on on Sunday, so I probably call a lot of you off guard. I actually decided to do a Sunday show because initially two of my guests were supposed to be from the West Coast. And I was trying to make it easier, but unfortunately things happened and they were unable to, to be here. So uh, that, that's where the whole Sunday thing come, came from. Uh, but I will be back on Tuesday and I have an interview with a lady by the name of Patty Martello. We'll discuss Meditate to Date, Finding Love Through Self-Discovery. She has a new book that she says can help you find the framework to find fulfillment and be happy. So that's going to be on Tuesday. Go to TalkToQ.com if you want to get a show calendar and more information on that as well. And so um, please subscribe to the show wherever you're watching or listening to. Don't make me resort to using subliminal messages. <laughs> I'm just saying. And you've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Mm -hmm.